on the Holy Spirit circumflex preached at St. Mary's, Oxford, on Whit Sunday till the 1736. Now the Lord is that Spirit. 2 Cor. 317. The Apostle had been showing how the Gospel ministry was superior to that of the law, the time being now come when types and shadows should be laid aside, and we should be invited to our duty by the manly and ingenuous motives of a clear and full revelation, open and free on God's part, and not at all disguised by his ambassadors. But what he chiefly insists upon is, not the manner, but the subject of their ministry, who hath made us able ministers, saith he, of the New Testament, not, of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Here lies the great difference between the two dispensations, that the law was indeed spiritual in its demands, requiring a life consecrated to God, in the observance of many rules, but, not conveying spiritual assistance, its effect was only to kill and mortify man, by giving him to understand, that he must needs be in a state of great depravity, since he found it so difficult to obey God, and that, as particular deaths were by that institution inflicted for particular sins, so death, in general, was but the consequence of his universal sinfulness. But the ministration of the New Testament was that of a spirit which giveth life, a spirit, not only promitilda sed, but actually conferred, which should both enable Christians now to live unto God, and fulfill precepts even more spiritual than the former, and restore them hereafter to perfect life, after the ruins of sin and death, the incarnation, preaching, and death of Jesus Christ were designed to represent, proclaim, and purchase for us this gift of the Spirit, and therefore says the Apostle, the Lord is that Spirit, or the Spirit. This description of Christ was a proper inducement to Jews, to believe on Him, and it is still a necessary instruction to Christians, to regulate their expectations from Him. But we think this age has made it particularly necessary to be well assured what Christ is to us when that question is so differently resolved by the pious but weak accounts of some pretenders of faith on one hand, and by the clearer, but not perfectly Christian, accounts of some pretenders to reason on the other, while some derive from him a righteousness of God, but in a sense somewhat improper and figurative, and others no more than a charter of pardon and a system of morality. While some so interpret the gospel, as to place the holiness they are to be saved by in something divine, hot exterior to themselves, and others, so, as to place it in things really within themselves, but not more than human. Now, the proper cure of what indistinctness there is one way, and what infidelity, in the other, seems to be contained in the doctrine of my text, the Lord is that spirit. In treating of which words, I will consider, I the nature of our fall in Adam, by which it will appear, that if the Lord were not that Spirit, he could not be said to save or redeem us from our fallen condition. 2. I will consider the person of Jesus Christ, by which it will appear that the Lord is that Spirit. And, 3. I will inquire into the nature and operations of the Holy Spirit, as bestowed upon Christians. I, I am to consider the nature of our fallen Adam. Our first parents did enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit, for they were created in the image and likeness of God, which was no other than His Spirit. By that He communicates Himself to His creatures, and by that alone they can bear any likeness to Him. It is, indeed, His life in them, and so properly divine, that, upon this ground, angels and regenerate men are called His children. But when man would not be guided by the Holy Spirit, it left him, when B would be wise in his own way, and in his own strength, and did not depend in simplicity upon his heavenly Father, the seed of a superior life was recalled from him. 
for he was no longer fit to be formed into a heavenly condition, when he had so unworthy a longing for, or rather dependence upon, an earthly fruit, which he knew God would not bless to him, no longer fit to receive supernatural succors, when he could not be content with his happy state towards God, without an over-curious examination into it. Then he found himself forsaken of God, and left to the poverty, weakness, and misery of his own proper nature. He was now a mere animal, like unto other creatures made of flesh and beelootledy, but only possessed of a larger understanding, by means of which he should either be led into greater absurdities, and they could be guilty of, or else be made sensible of his lost happiness, and put into the right course, for regaining it, that is, if he continued a careless apostate, he should love, and admire the goods of this world, the adequate happiness only of animals, and, to recommend them, and dissemble their defects, add all the ornament to them that his superior wit could invent. Or else, which is indeed more above brutes, but no nearer the perfection of man, as a partaker of God, and the other, he should frame a new world, to himself in theory, sometimes by warm imaginations, and sometimes by cool reasonings, endeavor to aggrandize his condition, and defend his practice, or at least divert himself from feeling his own meanness and disorder. If, on the other hand, he should be willing to find out the miseries of his fall, his understanding might furnish him with reasons for constant mourning, for despising, and denying himself, might point out the sad effects, of turning away from God, and losing his spirit, in the shame and anguish of a nature at variance with itself, thirsting after immortality, and yet subject to death, approving righteousness, and yet taking pleasure in things inconsistent with it feeling an immense want of something to perfect and satisfy all it tilde faculties, and yet neither able to know what that mighty thing is, otherwise than from its present defects, nor how to obtain it, otherwise than by going contrary to its present inclinations. While might Adam now find himself naked, nothing less than God was departed from him. Till then he had experienced nothing, but the goodness and sweetness of God, a heavenly life spread itself through his whole frame. As if he were not made of dust, his mind was filled with angelic wisdom, a direction from above took him by the hand, he walked, and thought uprightly, and seemed not to be a child or novice in divine things. But now he had other things to experience, something in his soul, that he did not find, nor need to fear, while he was carried on straight forward by the gentle gale of divine grace, something in his body, that he could not see, nor complain of, while that body was covered with glory. He feels there a self-displeasure, turbulence, and confusion, such as is common to other spirits, who have lost God. He sees here causes of present shame, and a future dissolution, and a strong engagement to that groveling life which is common to animals that never enjoyed the divine nature. The general character, therefore, of men's present state is death, a death from God, whereby we no longer enjoy any intercourse with Him, or happiness, in Him we no longer shine with his glory, or act with his powers. It is true, while we have a being, in him we must live, and move, and have our being, but this we do now, not in a filial way, but only in a servile one, as all, even the meanest creatures, exist in him. It is one thing to receive from God an ability to walk and speak, eat, and digest, to be supported by his hand, as a part of this earthly creation, and upon the same terms with it for farther trial or vengeance, and another, to receive from him life which is his own likeness, to have within us something which is not of this creation, and which is nourished by his own immediate word and power. Yet this is not the whole that is implied in man's sin. 
for he is not only inclined himself to all the sottishness of appetite and all the pride of reason, but he is fallen under the tutorage of the evil one, who mightily furthers him in both. The state he was at first placed in was a state of the most simple subjection to God, and the saint titled him to drink of his spirit, but tilde, when he, not content to be actually in paradise, under as full a light of God's countenance, as he wa tilde as capable of, must know good and evil, and be satisfied upon rational grounds, whether it was best for him to be as he was, or not, when, disdaining to be directed as a child. He must weigh everything himself, and seek better evidence, and the voice of his Maker, and the seal of the Spirit, in his heart, than he not only obeyed, but became like to that eldest son of pride, and was unhappily entitled to frequent visits, or rather a continued influence, from him. As life was annexed to his keeping the command, and, accordingly, that spirit, which alone could form it unto true life, dwelt in his body, so, being sentenced to death for his transgression, he was now delivered unto him, who has the power of death, that, is, the devil, whose hostile, and unkindly impressions promote death and sin at once. This being the state of man, if God should send him a redeemer, what must that redeemer do for him? Will it be sufficient for him to be the promulgator of a new law, to give us a set of excellent precepts? No, if we could keep them, that alone would not make us happy. A good conscience brings a man the happiness of being consistent with himself, but not that of being raised above himself into God, which every person will find, after all, is the thing he wants. Shall he be the fountain of an imputed righteousness, and procure the tenderest favor to all his followers? This is also not enough. Though a man should be allowed to be righteous, and be exempt from all punishment, yet if he is as really enslaved to the corruptions of nature, as endued with these privileges of redemption, he can hardly make himself easy, and whatever favor he can receive from God, here or hereafter, without a communication of himself, it is neither the cure of a spirit fallen, nor the happiness of one reconciled. Must not then our Redeemer be, according to the character which St. John, his forerunner, gave of him, one, that baptizeth with the Holy Ghost, the fountain and restorer, of that to mankind, whereby they are restored to their first estate, and the enjoyment of God. And this is a presumptive argument, that the Lord is that Spirit. 2. But it will appear more plainly that he is so, from the second thing proposed, which was the consideration of the person of Jesus Christ. He was one to whom God gave not the Spirit by measure, but in him dwelled all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. Indeed, all the communications of the Godhead, which any creatures could receive, were always from him as the word of God, but tilde tilde all that mankind now in an earthly state were to receive, tilde must be from him by means of that body, at first mortal, like unto theirs, and then glorious in the likeness of God, which he took upon him for their sake. In the beginning, the heavenly word, being a spirit, that issued from the eftildether, and the word, of his power, made man an image of immortality, accordi dilda ng, to the likeness of the Father, but he, who had been made in the image of God, afterwards became mortal, when the more powerful spirit was separated from him. To remedy this, the word became man, that man, by receiving the adoption might become a son of God once more that the light of the Father might rest upon the flesh of our Lord, and come right from thence unto us, and so man, being encompassed with the light of the Godhead, might be carried into immortality. When he was incarnate, and became man, he recapitulated in himself all generations of mankind till the, making himself the center of our salvation, that what we lost until the Adam, 
even the image and likeness of God, we meet old GHT receive in Christ Jesus. By the Holy Ghost coming upon Mary, and the power of the highest overshadowing her, the incarnation or Christ was wrought, and a new birth, whereby man should be born of God, was shown, that as by our first birth we did inherit death, so by this birth we might inherit life. The still does no other than what St. Paul teaches us, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul, but the second Adam was made a quickening spirit. All that the first man possessed of himself, all that he has transmitted to us, is a living soul, a nature endued with an animal life, and receptive of a spiritual. Beatled out the second Adam is, and was made to us, a quickening tilde G spirit, by a strength from him as our creator, we were at first raised above ourselves, by a strength from him as our redeemer, we shall again live unto God. In him is laid up for us that supplement to our nature, which we shall find the need of sooner or later, and that it cannot be countervailed by any assistance from the tilde creatures, or any improvement of our own faculties, for we were made to be happy only in God and all our labors and hopes, while we do not thirst after our deified state, to partake as truly of God, as we do of flesh and blood, to be glorified in his nature. As we have been dishonored in our own, are the labors and hopes of those who utterly mistake themselves. The divine wisdom knew what was our proper consolation, though we did until denotee. What does more obviously present itself in the Savior, of the world, in an union of men with God? An union attended with all the propriety of behavior that W tilde are called to, as candidates of the Spirit, such as walking with God in singleness of heart, perfect self-renunciation, and a life of sufferings, an union which submitted to the necessary stages of our progress, where the divine life was hid, for tilde he most part, in the secret of the soul till death, in the stat tilde of separation, comforted the soul, but did not raise it above the intermediate region of paradise. At the resurrection, clothed the body with heavenly qualities, and the powers of immortality tilde y, and at last raised it to the immediate presence, and right hand tilde of the Father. Christ is not only God above us, which may keep us in awe, but cannot save, but he is Emmanuel, God, with us, and in us as he is the Son of God, God must be where he is, and, as he is the Son of Man. He will be with mankind, the consequence of this is, that in the F tilde uchur tilde ge the tabernacle of God will be with men, and he will show them his glory, and, at present, he will dwell in their hearts tilde by faith in his Son. I hope it sufficiently appears, that the Lord is that Spirit. Considering what we are, and tilde what we have been, nothing less than the receiving that Spirit again would be a redem tilde tie unto us, and considering who that heavenly person was that was sent to be our Redeemer. We can expect nothing less from him. 3. I proceed now to the third thing propotal da sed, viz, to inquire into the nature and operations of the Holy Spirit, as bestowed upon Christians. And here I shall pass beetle to why the particular extraordinary gifts vouchsafed to the first ages, for the edification of the church, and only consider what the Holy Spirit is to every believer, for his personal sanctification and salvation. It is not granted to every one to raise the dead, and heal the sick. What is motil de stn edil is, to be sure, as to ourselves, that we are passed from death unto life, to keep our bodies pure, and undefiled, and let them reap that health which flows from a magnanimous patience, and the serene joys of devotion. 
The Holy Spirit has enabled men to speak with tongues and to prophesy, but the light that most Nisistil disarily attends it is a light to discern the fallacies of flesh and blood, to reject the irreligious maxims of the world, and to practical to see those degrees of trust in God and love to men, whose foundation is not so much in the present happy riddle and CES of thing tilde s, as in some that are yet to come. Th tilde object which by tilde s light brings us most immediately to know as ourselves, and by virtue of this, one, that is born of God, and has a lively hope tilde may indeed see far into the ways of providence, and farther yet into the holy scriptures, for the holy scriptures, Tilda accepting some accidental and less necessary parts Tilda are only a history of that new man which he himself is. And Tilda DP Tilda Providence is only a wise disposal of events for the awakening of particular persons and ripening the world in general for the coming of Christ's kingdom. But I think the true notion of the Spirit is that it is some portion of, as well as preparation for, a life in God, which we are to enjoy hereafter. The gift of the Holy Spirit looks full to the resurrection, for then is the life of God completed in you tilde s. Then, after man has passed through tilde all the penalties of sin, the drudgery and vanity of human life, the painful reflections of an awakened mind, the infirmities and dissolution of the body, and all the sufferings and modal dirtifications a just God shall land his way, w-h-e tilde in, by this means, he has come to know God and him till to self, he may safely be entrusted with true life, with the free demand ornaments of a child of God. For he will no more arrogate anything till to, to himself. Then shall th till any Holy Spirit be fully bestowed, when the flesh shall no longer resist it, but be itself changed into an angelical condition, being clothed upon with the incorruption of the Holy Spirit, when the body which, by being born with the soul, and living through it, could until delight be called an animal one, shall now become spiritual, whilst by the spirit it rises into eternity. Everything in Christianity is some kind of anticipation till of something, that is to be at the end of the world. If the apostles were to preach by their master's command, that the kingdom of God drew nigh, the M tildarening was, that from henceforth a tilde LL men should fix their eyes on that happy time, foretold by the prophets, when the Messiah SHO tilde ULD come, and restore all thing tilde S, that by renouncing their worldly conversation, and submit until G, to the gospel institution, they should fit themselves for, has tilde 10, that was tilding. Now are we the sons of God, as Tilda St. John tells us, and yet what he imparts to us at present will hardly justify that title, without taking in that fullness of his image which Tilda shall then be displayed in us, when we shall be Tilda E.T.H. Tilda children of God, by being the children of the resurrection. True believers, then, are entered upon life, the sequel of which they know not, for it is a life hid with Christ in God. He, the forerunner, hath attained the end of it, being gone unto the Father, but we can know no more of it tilde, and appeared in him while he was upon earth. And even that, we shall not know, but by following his steps, which if we do, we shall be so strengthened and renewed day by day, in the inner man, that we shall desire no comfort from the present world through a sense of the joy set before us, though, as to the outward man. We shall be subject to distresses and decays, and treated as the off-scouring of all thintilda gs. Well may I am tilda and ask his own heart whether it is able to admit the Spirit of God. For where that divine guest enters, the laws of another world must be observed, the body tilda must be given up to martyrdom, 
or spent in the Christian warfare as unconcernedly as Itilda Ephesol were already profit Tilda Itilda of its house from heaven. The goods of this world must be parted with as freely, as if the last fire were to seize them tomorrow. Our neighbor must be loved as heartily, as if he were W. Itilda shed from all his sins, and demonstrated to be a child of God by the resurrection from the dead. The fruits of this tilde spirit must not be tilde mere motilde areal virtues calculated for the comfort and decency of the present life, but holy dispositions suitable to the instincts of a superior life already begun. Thus to press forward, whether the promise of life calls him to turn his back upon the world and comfort himself in God. Everyone that has faith perceives to be just and necessary and forces himself to do it. Everyone that has hope, does it gladly, and eagerly, though not without difficulty, but he, that has love does it with ease and singleness of heart. The state of love, being attended with joy to and speak abling full of glory, with rest from the potil scions and vanities of man, with the integrity of an unchangeable judgment, and an undivided will, is, in a great measure, its own reward, yet not so, as to supersede the desire of another world. For though such a man, having a free and insatiable love of that which is good, may seldom have need formally to propose to himself the hopes of retribution, in order to overcoatle his unwillingness to his duty. Yet surely he must long for that which is best of all, and feel a plain attraction towards that country, in which he has his place and station already assigned him, and join in the earnest expectation of all creatures, which wait for the manifestation of the sons of God. For now we obtain but some part of his spirit, to model and fit us for incorruption, that we may, by degrees, be accustomed to recede ve, and carry God within us, and, therefore, the tilde apostle calls it, the earnest of the spirit, tilde that is, a part of that honor which is tilde promised us by the Lord. If, therefore, the earnest, abiding in you tilde s tilde, m tilde a spiritual ev tilde, and now, and that which is mortal is, as it were, swallowed up o tilde f immortality, how shall it be when, rising again, we shall see him face to face? When all our members shall break to forth into songs of triumph, and glorify him, who hath raised them from the dead, and granted them everlasting life. For if he tilde his earnest or pledge, embracing man into itself, makes him now cry, Abba, tilde father, what shall the whole grace of the Spirit do? When, being given at length to believers, it shall make us like unto God, and perfect us through the will of the Father tilde, and thus I have done what was at first proposed, I have considered the nature of who tilde our fallen Adam, the person of Jesus Christ, and th tilde the operations of the Holy Spirit in Christians. The only inference I will draw from what has been said, and principally from the account of him till the end's fall, shall be, the reasonableness of those precepts of self-denial, daily suffering, and renouncing the world, which are so P.E.C. Tilda Eulidarta Christianity, and which are the only foundation whereon the other virtues, recommended in the New Testament, can be practiced total to are attained, in a sense they're intended. This inference is so natural that I could not help anticipate until digit in some measure all the while. One would think it should be no hard matter to persuade a creature to abhor the badges of his misery, to dislike a condition or mansion which only banishment and disgrace have assigned him, to trample on the grandeur, refuse the comforts, and suspect the wisdom of a life whose until dature it is tilda to separate him from his God. Your tilda savior bids you hate your own life. If you ask the reason, enter into your heart, see whether it be holy and full of God, or whether, on the other hand, many things that are contrary to him are wrought there, tilde, and it is become a plantation of the enemy. Or, if this is too nice an inquiry, 
look upon your body. Do you find there the brightness of an angel, or the vigor of immortality? If not, be sure your tilde soul is in the same degree of poverty, nakedness, and absence from God. It is true, your soul may sooner hear he admitted to tilde some rays of the light of God tilde s countenance, than your body can, but if you would take any step at all towards it, to tilde dislike you till their present self must be the first. Do you want a reason why you should renounce the world? Indeed you cannot see the prince of it walking up and down, tilde seeking whom he may devour, and tilde tilde you may be so far tilde ignorant of his devices, as not to know that they take place, as well in the most estilpapicious measures of business, and learning, as in the wildest pursuits of pleasure. But this, however, you cannot but see, that the world is not still a paradise of God, guarded, and ennobled with the light of glory. It is, indeed, a tilde place, where God has determined he will not appear to you at best, but leave you in a state of hope, that you shall see his face, when this world is dissolved. However, there is a way to rescue ourselves, in great measure, from the ill consequences of our captivity, and our Savior has tilde ught us that way. It is by suffering. We must not only suffer many things, as he did, and so enter into our glory, but we must also suffer many things, that we may get above our corruption at present, and enjoy the holy tilde spirit. The tilde world has no longer any power over us, than we each tilde have a quick relish of its comforts, and suffering abates that. Tilde suff tilde right and tilde is, indeed, a direct confutation of the pretenses which the flattering tempter gains us by, for I am in human life, and if that life contains such softies, ravishing pleasure, glorious eminence, as you promise, why am I thus? Is it because I have not yet purchased riches to make me easy, or the current accomplishment tilde ends to make me considerable tilde then I find that all the comfort you propose is by leading me off from myself, but I will rather enter deep into my own condition, that, as it is, perhaps I shall be nearer to God, the eternal truth, in feeling sorrows and miseries, that are personal and real, and in feeling comforts that are not so I begin already to find that all my grievances center in one point, there is always at the bottom one great loss or defect, which is not the want of friends or gold, of health or philosophy. And the abiding sense of this may possibly become a prayer in the ears of the Most High, a prayer not resulting from a set of speculative notions, but from the real, undissembled state of all that is within me, nor Indeed, so explicit a prayer, as to describe the thing I want, but, considering how strange a want mine is, as explicit a one as I can make. Since, then, suffering tilde opens me a door of hope, I will not put it from me as la tilde gia tilde as I live, it helps me to a true discovery of one period of my existence, though it is a low one, and bids fairer for having some connection with a more glorious period, that may follow and the arts of indulgence, the amusements of pride and sloth, and all the dark policy of this world, which wage war with the whole truth, that man must know, and feel, before he can look towards God. It may be, while I continue on the cross, I shall, like my Savior, put off principalities and powers, recover myself more and more from the subjection I am indeed in, which he only seemed to be, to those wicked rulers, and to triumph over them in it. At least, it shall appear, in the day, when God shall visit, that my heart, though grown unworthy of his residence, was too big to be comforted by any of his creatures, and was kept for him, as a place originally sacred, though for the present unclean. 
but supposing that our state does require of us to die daily, to sacrifice all that this present life can boast of, or is delighted with, before we give up life itself, supposing also tilde, that in the hour we do somewhat of this kind, we receive light and strength from God, to grow superior to our infirmity tilde s, and are carried smoothly towards him in the joy of the holy God tilde s, yet how can a man have such frequent opportunities tilde of suffering? Indeed, martyrdoms do not happen in every age, and some days of our lives may pass without reproaches from me till dying, we may be in health, and not want food to eat and raiment to put on, though health itself, and nutrition itself, oblige us to the till the pain of a constant correction of them, wink, yet till, the love of God, and heavenly hope will not want something to oppress them in this world. El tilde et tilde and descend calmly into his heart, and see if there be no fruit of bitterness springing up, whether, at least, his thoughts, which are ever in motion, do not sometimes sally out into projects suggested by pride, or sink into indolent trifling tilde g, o tilde r be entangled in mean anxiety. Does not he find a motion of anger, or of gaiety, leavening him in an instant throughout, depriving him of the meekness, and steady discernment he labored after? Or, let him, but conceive at any time, that unfeigned obedience, tilde, and watchful zeal, and dignity of beh tilde hof tilde ior, which, is suitable, I do not say to an angel, but to a she tilde and an er, that has a good hope through grace, and endeavor to work himself up to it, and if he find no sort of obstacle, to this within him, he has indeed and no opportunity of suff tilde erring. In short, if he is such an abject sort of creature, as will, unlatilda sg tilde race should do him a perpetual violence, relapse frequently into a course of thinking and a cti tilde ng entirely without God, then he can never want occasions of suffering, but will find his own nature to he the same burden to him as that faithless and perverse generation was to our Savior, of whom he has say I tilde thee, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? I will conclude all with that excellent collect of our church, O God, who in all ages has taught the hearts of thy faithful people, by sending to them the light of thy Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit to have a right judgment in all things, and evermore to rejoice in his holy comfort through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the unity of the same Spirit, one God, world without end. Amen. The first fruits of the Spirit there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Rom. 8.1.1. By them which are in Christ Jesus, St. Paul evidently means, those who truly believe in him, those who, being justified by faith, have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. They who thus believe do no longer walk after the flesh, no longer follow the motions of corrupt nature, but after the Spirit both their thoughts, words, and works are under the direction of the blessed Spirit of God. 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to these. There is no condemnation to them from God, for he hath justified them freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Jesus. He hath forgiven all their iniquities, and blotted out all their sins, and there is no condemnation to them from within, for they have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that they might know the things which are freely given to them of God one core. 2.12 Which Spirit beareth witness, with their spirits, that they are the children of God. And to this is added the testimony of their conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, they have had their conversation, in the world two core. 1.12 
3. But because the scripture has been so frequently misunderstood, and that in so dangerous a manner, because such multitudes of unlearned and unstable men men untaught of God, and consequently unestablished in the truth which is after godliness, have wrested it to their own destruction, I propose to show, as clearly as I can, first who those are which are in Christ Jesus, and walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, and, secondly, how there is no condemnation to these. I shall conclude with some practical inferences. I won. First, I am to show, who those are that are in Christ Jesus. And are they not those who believe in his name? Those who are found in him, not having their own righteousness, but the righteousness which is of God by faith. These, who have redemption through his blood, are properly said to be in him, for they dwell in Christ, and Christ in them. They are joined unto the Lord, in one spirit. They are engrafted into him as branches into the vine. They are united, as members to their head, in a manner which words cannot express, nor could it before enter into their hearts to conceive. 2. Now whosoever biteth in him, sinneth not walketh not after the flesh. The flesh, in the usual language of St. Paul, signifies corrupt nature. In this sense he uses the word, writing to the Galatians, the works of the flesh are manifest Gal 5.19, and a little before, walk, in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust or desire of the flesh v. 16. To prove which, namely, that those who walk by the Spirit do not fulfill the lusts of the flesh, he immediately adds, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit lusteth against the flesh, for these are contrary to each other, that ye may not do the things which ye would. So the words are literally translated, point, not, so, that ye cannot do the things, that ye would, as if the flesh overcame the Spirit a translation which hath not only nothing to do with the original text of the Apostle, but likewise makes his whole argument nothing worth, yea, asserts just the reverse of what he is proving. 3. They who are of Christ, who abide in him, have crucified the flesh with its affections and lusts. They abstain from all those works of the flesh, from adultery and fornication, from uncleanness and lasciviousness, from idolatry, witchcraft hatred, variance from emulations, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings from every design, and word, and work to which the corruption of nature leads. Although they feel the root of bitterness in themselves, yet are they endued with power from on high to trample continually underfoot, so that it cannot spring up to trouble them and so much that every fresh assault which they undergo only gives them fresh occasion of praise, of crying out, Thanks be unto God, who giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. 4. They now walk after the Spirit, both in their hearts and lives. They are taught of Him to love God, and their neighbor, with a love which is as a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. And by Him they are led into every holy desire, into every divine and heavenly temper, till every thought which arises in their heart is holiness unto the Lord. 5. They who walk after the Spirit are also led by Him into all holiness of conversation. Their speech is always in grace, seasoned with salt with the love and fear of God. No corrupt communication comes out of their mouth, but only that which is good, that which is to the use of edifying, which is meet to minister grace to the hearers. And herein likewise do they exercise themselves day and night, to do only the things which please God, in all their outward behavior, to follow Him, who left us an example 
that we might tread in his steps, in all their intercourse with their neighbor, to walk in justice, mercy, and truth, and whatsoever they do, in every circumstances of life, to do all to the glory of God. 6. These are they who indeed walk, after the Spirit. Being filled with faith and with the Holy Ghost, they possess in their hearts, and show forth in their lives, in the whole course of their words and actions, the genuine fruits of the Spirit of God, namely, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, fidelity, meekness, temperance, and whatsoever else is lovely or praiseworthy. They adorn in all things the gospel of God our Savior, and give full proof to all mankind that they are indeed actuated by the same Spirit which raised up Jesus, from the dead. 2. 1. I propose to show, in the second place, how there is no condemnation to them which are thus in Christ Jesus, and thus walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And, first, to believers in Christ, walking thus, there is no condemnation on account of their past sins. God condemneth them not for any of these, they are as though they had never been, they are cast, as a stone into the depth of the sea, and he remembereth them no more. God, having set forth his Son, to be a propitiation for them, through faith in his blood, hath declared unto them his righteousness for the remission of the sins that are past. He laid therefore none of these to their charge, their memorial is perished with them. 2. And there is no condemnation in their own breast, no sense of guilt or dread of the wrath of God. They have the witness in themselves they are conscious of their interest in the blood of sprinkling. They have not received again the spirit of bondage unto fear, unto doubt, and racking uncertainty, but they have received the spirit of adoption, crying in their heart, Abba, Father. Thus, being justified by faith, they have the peace of God ruling in their hearts, flowing from a continual sense of his pardoning mercy, and the answer of a good conscience toward God. 3. If it be said, but sometimes a believer in Christ may lose his sight of the mercy of God, sometimes such darkness may fall upon him that he no longer sees him, that is invisible, no longer feels that witness, in himself of his part, in the atoning blood, and then he is inwardly condemned, he hath again the sentence of death, in himself I answer, supposing it so to be supposing him not to see the mercy of God, then he is not a believer, for faith implies light. The light of God shining upon the soul. So far, therefore, as anyone loses this light, he, for the time, loses his faith. And, no doubt, a true believer in Christ may lose the light of faith, and so far, as this is lost, he may, for a time, fall again into condemnation. But this is not the case of them, who now are in Christ Jesus, who now believe in his name. For so long as they believe and walk after the Spirit, neither God condemns them, nor their own heart. 4. They are not condemned, secondly, for any present sins, for now transgressing the commandments of God. For they do not transgress them, they do not walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. This is the continual proof of their love of God, that they keep His commandments even as St. John bears witness. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. For his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin, because he is born of God he cannot, so long, as that seed of God, that loving, holy faith remaineth in him. So long, as he keepeth himself herein, that wicked one toucheth him not. Now it is evident, he is not condemned for the sins which he doth not commit at all. They, therefore, who are thus led by the Spirit, are not under the log Al 518, not under the curse or condemnation of it, for it condemns none but those who break it.
Thus, that law of God, thou shalt not steal, condemns none but those who do steal. Thus, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, condemns those only who do not keep it holy. But against the fruits of the Spirit, there is no law 523, as the Apostle more largely declares in those memorable words of his former epistle to Timothy, we know, that the law is good, if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, if, while he uses the law of God, in order, either to convince or direct, he know, and remember this, H-O-T-I decayo no masuketai, not, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but, that the law does not lead against a righteous man it has no force against him, no power to condemn him, but against the lawless and disobedient, against the ungodly and sinners, against the unholy, and profane, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God. 1 Tim 1 8 9 11 5 They are not condemned, thirdly, for inward sin, even though it does now remain, that the corruption of nature does still remain, even in those who are the children of God by faith, that they have in them the seeds of pride and vanity, of anger, lust, and evil desire. Yea, sin of every kind, is too plain to be denied, being matter of daily experience. And on this account it is, that St. Paul, speaking to those whom he had just before witnessed to be in Christ Jesus, 1 Cor. 1 2 9 to have been called of God, into the fellowship or participation, of his Son Jesus Christ yet declares, Brethren, I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. 1 Cor. 3 1, babes in Christ so we see they were in Christ they were believers in a low degree. And yet how much of sin remained in them? Of that carnal mind, which is not subject to the law of God. 6. And yet, for all this, they are not condemned. Although they feel the flesh, the evil nature, in them, although they are more sensible, day by day, that their heart is deceitful, and desperately wicked yet, so long, as they do not yield thereto, so long, as they give no place to the devil, so long, as they maintain a continual war with all sin, with pride, anger, desire, so that the flesh hath not dominion over them, but they still walk, after the Spirit, there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. God is well pleased with their sincere, though imperfect, obedience, and they have confidence toward God, knowing they are His, by the Spirit which He hath given them. 1 John 3 24 7. Nay, fourthly, although they are continually convinced of sin cleaving to all they do, although they are conscious of not fulfilling the perfect law, either in their thoughts, or words, or works, although they know they do not love the Lord their God, with all their heart, and mind, and soul, and strength, Although they feel more or less of pride, or self-will, stealing in, and mixing with their best duties, although even in their more immediate intercourse with God, when they assemble themselves with a great congregation, and when they pour out their souls in secret to Him, who seeth all the thoughts and intents of the heart, they are continually ashamed of their wandering thoughts, or of the deadness and dualness of their affections, yet there is no condemnation to them still, either from God, or from their own heart. The consideration of these manifold defects only gives them a deeper sense that they have always need of that blood of sprinkling which speaks for them in the ears of God, and that advocate, with the Father, whoever liveth to make intercession for them. So far are these from driving them away from him in whom they have believed, that they rather drive them the closer to him, whom they feel the want of every moment. And, at the same time, the deeper sense they have of this want, the more earnest desire do they feel, and the more diligent they are, as they have received the Lord Jesus, so to walk in Him. 8. 
they are not condemned, fifthly, for sins of infirmity, as they are usually called. Perhaps it were advisable rather to call them infirmities, that we may not seem to give any countenance to sin, or to extenuate it in any degree, by thus coupling it with infirmity. But, if we must retain so ambiguous and dangerous an expression, by sins of infirmity I would mean, such involuntary failings, as the saying a thing we believe true, though, in fact, it proved to be false, or, by hurting our neighbor, without knowing or designing it, perhaps when we design to do him good, Though these are deviations from the holy and acceptable and perfect will of God, yet they are not properly sins, nor do they bring any guilt on the conscience of them which are in Christ Jesus. They separate not between God and them, neither intercept the light of his countenance, as being no ways inconsistent with their general character, of walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit. 9. Lastly, there is no condemnation to them for anything whatever which it is not in their power to help whether it be of an inward or outward nature, and whether it be doing something, or leaving something undone. For instance, the Lord's Supper is to be administered, but you do not partake thereof. Why do you not? You are confined by sickness, therefore, you cannot help omitting it, and for the same reason you are not condemned. There is no guilt, because there is no choice. As there is a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath not according to that he hath not. Ten. A believer, indeed, may sometimes be grieved because he cannot do what his soul longs for. He may cry out, when he is detained from worshipping God, in the great congregation, like, as the heart panteth, after the water brooks, so panteth my soul, after thee, O God. My soul as a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God, when shall I come to appear in the presence of God? He may earnestly desire only still saying in his heart, not, as I will, but, as thou wilt to go again with the multitude, and bring them forth into the house of God. But still, if he cannot go, he feels no condemnation, no guilt, no sense of God's displeasure, but can cheerfully yield up those desires with, O oh my soul, put thy trust in God. For I will yet give him thanks, who is the help of my countenance, and my God. 11. It is more difficult to determine concerning those which are usually styled sins of surprise, as when one, who commonly in patience possesses his soul, on a sudden and violent temptation, speaks, or acts in a manner not consistent with the royal law, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Perhaps it is not easy to fix a general rule concerning transgressions of this nature. We cannot say, either that men are, or that they are not, condemned for sins of surprise in general, but it seems, whenever believer is by surprise overtaken in a fault, there is more or less condemnation, as there is more or less concurrence of his will. In proportion as a sinful desire, or word, or action is more or less voluntary, so we may conceive God is more or less displeased, and there is more or less guilt upon the soul. 12. But if so then there may be some sins of surprise which bring much guilt and condemnation. For, in some instances, our being surprised is owing to some willful and culpable neglect, or, to a sleepiness of soul which might have been prevented, or shaken off, before the temptation came. A man may be previously warned either of God or man, that trials and dangers are at hand, and yet may say in his heart, a little more slumber, a little more folding of the hands to rest. Now, if such an one afterwards fall, though unawares, into the snare which he might have avoided, that he fell unawares, is no excuse, he might have foreseen, and have shunned the danger. The falling, even by surprise, in such an instance, as this, 
is, in effect, a willful sin, and, as such, must expose the sinner to condemnation, both from God, and his own conscience. 13. On the other hand, there may be sudden assaults, either from the world, or the God of this world, and frequently from our own evil hearts, which we did not, and hardly could, foresee. And by these even a believer, while weak in faith, may possibly be borne down, suppose into a degree of anger, or thinking evil of another, with scarce any concurrence of his will. Now in such a case, the jealous God would undoubtedly show him that he had done foolishly. He would be convinced of having swerved from the perfect law, from the mind which was in Christ, and consequently grieved with the godly sorrow, and lovingly ashamed before God. Yet need he not come into condemnation. God laid not folly to his charge, but hath compassion upon him, even as a father pitieth his own children. And his heart condemneth him not, in the midst of that sorrow and shame he can still say, I will trust, and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength, and my song, he also has become my salvation. 3. 1. It remains only to draw some practical inferences from the preceding considerations. And, first, if there be no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, and walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, on account of their past sin, then why art thou fearful, O thou of little faith? Though thy sins were once more in number, and the sand, what is that to thee, now thou art in Christ Jesus? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth, who is he that condemneth? All the sins thou hast committed from thy youth up, until the hour, when thou wast accepted in the Beloved, are driven away, as chaff, are gone, are lost, swallowed up, remembered no more. Thou art now born of the Spirit, wilt thou be troubled, or afraid of what is done, before thou wert born? Away with thy fears! Thou art not called to fear, but to the Spirit of love, and of a sound mind. Know thy calling. Rejoice in God thy Saviour, and give thanks to God thy Father, through Him. 2. Wilt thou say, But I have again committed sin, since I had redemption through his blood. And therefore it is, that I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. It is meet thou shouldest abhor thyself, and it is God, who hath brought thee to this selfsame thing. But, dost thou now believe? Hath he again enabled thee to say, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and the life which I now live, I live by faith, in the Son of God then that faith again cancels all that is past, and there is no condemnation to thee. At whatsoever time thou truly believest in the name of the Son of God, all by sins and decedent to that hour vanish away as the morning do. Now then, stand thou fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made thee free. He hath once more made thee free from the power of sin, as well, as from the guilt and punishment of it. O be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, neither the vile, devilish bondage of sin, of evil desires, evil tempers, or words, or works, the most grievous yoke on this side hell, nor the bondage of slavish, tormenting fear, of guilt and self-condemnation. Three period but secondly, do all they which abide in Christ Jesus, walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit? Then we cannot but infer, that whosoever now committeth sin, hath no part or lot in this matter. He is even now condemned by his own heart. But, if our heart condemn us, if our own conscience beareth witness, that we are guilty, undoubtedly God doth, for he is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things so that we cannot deceive him, if we can ourselves. And think not to say, 
I was justified once, my sins were once forgiven me I know not that, neither will I dispute whether they were, or no perhaps, at this distance of time, it is next to impossible to know, with any tolerable degree of certainty, whether that was a true, genuine work of God, or whether thou didst only deceive thy own soul. But this I know, with the utmost degree of certainty, he that committeth sin is of the devil. Therefore, thou art of thy father the devil. It cannot be denied, for the works of thy father thou owest. O flatter not thyself with vain hopes. Say not to thy soul, Peace, peace. For there is no peace. Cry aloud. Cry unto God out of the deep, if haply he may hear thy voice. Come unto him as at first, as wretched and poor, as sinful, miserable, blind and naked. And beware thou suffer thy soul, to take no rest, till his pardoning love be again revealed, till he heal thy backslidings, and fill thee again with the faith that worketh by love. 4. Thirdly. Is there no condemnation to them which walk, after the Spirit, by reason of inward sin still remaining, so long, as they do not give way thereto, nor by reason of sin cleaving to all they do? Then fret not thyself because of ungodliness, though it still remain in thy heart. Repine not, because thou still comest short of the glorious image of God, nor yet, because pride, self-will, or unbelief, cleave to all thy words and works. And be not afraid to know all this evil of thy heart, to know thyself as also thou art known. Yea, desire of God, that thou mayest not think of thyself more highly than thou dost to think. Let thy continual prayer be, show me, as my soul can bear, the depth of inbred sin, all the unbelief declare, the pride, that lurks within. But when he heareth thy prayer, and unveils thy heart, when he shows thee truly what spirit thou art of, then beware that by faith fail thee not, that thou suffer not thy shield, to be torn from thee. Be abased. Be humbled in the dust. See thyself nothing, less than nothing, and vanity. But still, let not thy heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Still hold fast, I, even I, have an advocate, with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And as the heavens are higher than the earth, so is his love higher than even my sins. Therefore, God is merciful to thee a sinner. Such a sinner as thou art. God is love, and Christ hath died. Therefore, the Father himself loveth thee. Thou art his child. Therefore he will withhold from thee no manner of thing, that is good. Is it good, that the whole body of sin, which is now crucified in thee, should be destroyed? It shall be done. Thou shalt be cleansed from all filthiness, both of flesh and spirit. Is it good, that nothing should remain in thy heart, but the pure love of God alone? Be of good cheer. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, with all thy heart, and mind, and soul, and strength. Faithful is he that hath promised, who also will do it. It is thy part, patiently to continue in the work of faith, and in the labor of love, and in cheerful peace, in humble confidence, with calm and resigned, and yet earnest expectation, to wait till the zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. 5. Fourthly. If they that are in Christ, and walk after the Spirit, are not condemned for sins of infirmity, as neither for involuntary failings, nor for anything whatever which they are not able to help, then beware, O thou, that hast faith in his blood, that Satan here and gain no advantage over thee. Thou art still foolish and weak, blind and ignorant, more weak than any words can express, more foolish than at call, yet enter into thy heart to conceive, knowing nothing yet, as thou oughtest to know. 
yet let not all thy weakness and folly, or any fruit thereof, which thou art not yet able to avoid, shake by faith, thy filial trust in God, or disturb by peace or joy in the Lord. The rule which some give as to willful sins, and which, in that case, may perhaps be dangerous, is undoubtedly wise and safe if it be applied only to the case of weakness and infirmities. Art thou fallen, O man of God? Yet, do not lie there, fretting thyself, and bemoaning thy weakness, but meekly say, Lord, I shall fall every moment, unless thou uphold me with thy hand. And then arise. Leap and walk. Go on thy way. Run with patience the race that is set before thee. 6. Lastly, since a believer need not come into condemnation, even though he be surprised into what his soul abhors, suppose his being surprised is not owing to any carelessness, or willful neglect of his own, if thou, who believest start thus overtaken in the fault, then grieve unto the Lord, it shall be a precious bomb. Pour out thy heart before him, and show him of thy trouble, and pray with all thy might to him, who is touched with the feeling of thy infirmities, that he would establish, and strengthen, and settle thy soul, and suffer thee to fall no more. But still he condemneth thee not. Wherefore shouldest thou fear? Thou hast no need of any fear, that hath torment. Thou shalt love him that loveth thee, and it sufficeth, more love will bring more strength. And, as soon as thou lovest him with all thy heart, thou shalt be perfect and entire, lacking nothing. Wait in peace for that hour, when the God of peace shall sanctify thee wholly, so that thy whole spirit and soul and body may be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ.